0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. A playoff dub edition, not just a dub, but a shutout at that, as SIU is moving on to the Sweet 16. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. And Noah, it's a great feeling. We knew what the spread was going into this game. We were kind of shocked, and it's like, okay, we're at home. Blah, blah, blah. We know Nichols was good. We talked about him in the last one, but Noah this was a bludgeting. it really was and our first ever playoff game at Suki stadium decent crowd really cold but we got it done and like i said a fashion maybe we weren't expecting but it shows maybe it's all coming together for us at the perfect time what's going on
1: yeah big time a big time uh win for this team i mean we talked about it. this team starts to put it together if they get in i mean this team is capable of a lot of things and they showed that i mean and just right from the get go, it just shows you how how great it is to get outside and play someone not from your conference because obviously we continue to say it. We play in the SEC of the FCS and it continues to show when you get outside a conference.
0: Exactly. And we know that our Missouri Valley for sure builds us up for these kinds of games. I mean I mean you're at home in general. We talked about before how eh we are at home, but I think we said near the end of the season, we'll take our chances on the road and thinking that we'd have a better shot at that. But nonetheless, you know, Nichols had to come a far, you know, pretty far away to this and we'll dive into near the end of the crazy and awful situation they had after the fact uh, in the last about 48 hours or so. But uh, yeah, they made a long trip and it was cold. I don't know what the weather is in Louisiana, but it just seemed like they, you know, we can, we'll end up, you know, we'll give credit to ourselves, no doubt about it. It seems like, you know, they came in not really knowing uh, what to expect, kind of. And we kind of caught them off guard and then they weren't able to play their best. And it was kind of all us from there. But yeah, definitely se- setting the tone from the get go. They deferred to us. We got the ball first. And I mean, since we shut them out 35 nothing we're not going to go through the typical. I mean, it's honestly treating this like, how we did Western and stuff like that, not, not all the way. It's like, but it was that kind of result and we'll go, just go through things that we liked on this one, but we scored touchdowns in all three of our first drives. Um, It was the running backs finishing off most uh, was Ro Elliott. Then it was Justin Strong powering through on the goal line. And then the third one was Aiden Quinn, a pass from Nick. I mean, throughout the first parts of this game, we were shown what we definitely needed to. And there was an interception in between there of our, of our, First two uh, scoring possessions, as well. Uh, everybody played in this game that we've been eyeing, of who the heck could play, who's injured, all of them played. And no, it just seems like if we're got all hands on deck, we can beat anybody. And that's what we showed the first part of this Nichols game. What's stuck, like I said, not the typical pre- uh, recap just because we blew them out. What did you like in this game? And then we'll just go ahead and dive into what you didn't like in this game. There's really, uh, you know, not too many cons from this one, to be honest.
1: Yeah, from the get-go, I just—if you guys remember from the preview—I my special teams dog of the game was uh, Jimmy Athens on to get a big a big kick return, but that's not what we saw from the opening kickoff. You got to see—you uh, uh, got to see uh, Vincent Davis, uh, now the all-conference all all-purpose guy, and uh, you got to see fr- true freshman Allen Middleton, which. We thought we, at some point we'd see Allen's, so, uh, we saw Jimmy not dressed on the sidelines. Not sure if it's an injury or what's going on there, but, um, didn't see the no- the normal guy back there. So, um, definitely interesting from right from the get go. You saw some guys and, um, but right away, I mean, this team showed what it's capable of getting. I mean, we took advantage of a lot of their, a lot of their penalties in this game offensively. I mean, taking shots, uh, when it, when it needed to be, I mean, there was a couple, like, what are you doing, Nick? But uh, I don't think we – I brought it up on the pod, but I think we were just talking about Nick Baker overall. You and I were a couple days ago, and I'm like, how many times has he actually taken an opportunity, and you're like, oh, no, what is he doing there? And he did it maybe once in this game, maybe twice, but definitely took some shots, took advantage of it, got, got in our defense, obviously, with DJ getting that interception, but really offensive takeaway – I mean, off offensively, I've been preaching for the weeks weeks on weeks now about how offensively third down conversions one of the worst in the country. Eight of thirteen on the in this game, our best game of the year. I'd have to look at it. Over oh, three on fourth down though. We'll talk about one of those later. But offensively, possession time right away, scoring and third down conversions where you needed it to be.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned a lot of those. Yes, <clears throat> we wanted to turn the page and be better on third down when it hit the playoffs because, yeah, we finished. We were all bad all season, and we finished kind of that way against Indiana State even. But definitely turn it around, and we said, you know, we expect this team to turn it around. It's a playoffs. You just have a different confidence, a different everything going into this, knowing that careers are on the line, so you play a certain way. Uh, first off, I'm glad you mentioned the all-conference. Yes, those came out today. For, forgot to mention off the rip. We will talk about those. Uh, near the end we had a decent amount involved with that we'll kind of end with that but um, you mentioned the fourth downs for sure two of them came in garbage time but definitely that first one that happened uh, was a sketchy one Uh, but again we were able to turn them over we were you mentioned the penalties they definitely were they were offsides a lot uh, for to allow a lot of free plays they were going even Deontay which got banged up in this game but he was fine afterwards we all the players after dapped him up, and we dapped him up. He seemed fine, which, again, he it's like he got shot when he gets hurt, and then he's perfectly fine afterwards. He's dealing with so many things, as we've talked about. But uh, they were going to him a lot. You know, they were picking on one of their cornerbacks, and it was free play city. It was one-on-one city with Deontay, and he got a big one on a free play that extended the drive that led us to go score. Uh, but it, it was definitely those So yeah, PIs, offsides. They were definitely shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, but even on the chances that, you know, and you're right on offense overall doing what we did in that regard. And I guess we can quickly continue to roll through the offense, even stats related. Nick, of course, had those two touchdowns. He played fine. I mean, he had 10 incompletions, 12 completions. He really didn't have to do much in this one. This was the Ro Elliott show. We did have two touchdowns. He had a breakaway in his second score. Nine for 111 had that 60 yarder. Uh, LaShawn Lester got going a little bit. Uh, We know we talked about Justin getting his touchdown. He was fine. Isaiah had, he only rushed in this game. He did not have a catch. He was three of 10. Jalen Benefield came in as well. Nick had some key runs. You know, he only, I'm not sure how many times he got sacked off the rip. He only had five for 10, but he did break off a couple, a couple important runs throughout. So I mentioned Deontay, three of 63 on some of those one-on-ones. He caught Aiden, two catches. One was the touchdown, Vincent, three of 33. Everyone, else, Ryan Schwinneman had a big catch, excuse me, kind of in the, and the red zone where he had been catching them all year and been turning him over, uh, <clears throat> he kind of bulldozed the guy, uh, getting into the red zone. Excuse me, that's uh, we didn't. We're not sure if he was going to hold on to it, but those little things you see, and there were some other guys that got in in garbage time to have a couple of these. So obviously, offensively, it's exactly what you wanted. And Noah switching over. Your thoughts on the defense because there were a couple times where they were deep in our zone from from whatever reason. You could dive into that downs play that we were talking about earlier as well before that. But they're uh Nickel's offense got deep in our zone and our and our defense just you know wasn't gonna have it one bit. You no, know, it kept them off the board throughout this whole game, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, right from the get-go, we knew that um mentioned a little bit on the preview that if you stop this run game, I mean, you should be just fine as long as your offense shows up, and that's the way it was. I mean, holding to that that team to on 33 attempts, 75 yards. I mean, I um, mean, just really good, really good defense. I mean, we knew we we're gonna come out, and we know our defense is gonna show up every week. But Pat McQuay just did not have it. We could tell from the first drive, him, a couple times him trying to throw the ball. All right, we like all right. Uh, this is the time to get back, and their line couldn't hold up as well. Got him four times in this time and picked them off twice. So we knew this is we, – we've been talking about it and been preaching for this offense to show up because this defense is elite. It's a championship defense, and it showed against a team that went undefeated in their conference and shut them down completely.
0: Yeah, 2 had a monster running back and – they had their moments, but, I mean, it was just all for naught. I mean, we kind of had a feeling going into this. If they're a running team, that's what our specialty is on defense because most of the time we know how great our corners are. We'll get to two of them here shortly. But, you know, we got thrown at it at times, and there were struggles here and there, of course, as you'd expect. But, um, you yeah, know, we that's just what we did best was was uh, stopping the run. And we were three down linemen again in this game. There were a couple of sacks. Cam Bowdry, he's the run stuffer, got two of his sacks, of his, I think, four total in the season in this game. I mean, a lot of people were just doing a whole bunch. Branson got a pick in this game. Uh, but DJ on the first pick just made an incredible like turnaround catch that had them on third down, which again, yeah, you definitely made their quarterback throw. And if you got a lead on him, you know that at some points, of course, they were going to uh you know, have moment, they could even drown some more clock if they kept running it. But obviously if you're down as a running team, you got to throw and we made them and we turned them over a couple of times. So that was the name of it for sure. We mentioned that downs play was a fourth and five at our, and, and barely inside of nickel zone. And, you know, you had a big lead of courses right before half and you know what, there was just a miscommunication. It happened so fast. They went up to the line. It's almost like, okay, let's draw them off sides. And because, you know, obviously if we get it, we get a first down and we extend it, but we went for it immediately. I know uh motioned out wide and then they couldn't really get much. They tried to hit him on an out, I guess, nowhere near the sticks. It wasn't even, uh, the, the pass was just kind of, it was a play that in general didn't need to happen. We said, you know, we're okay with it, I guess. It was the play call that was kind of messed up. But we talked about momentum at that point because they would have got the ball back. They kind of marched a little bit and that's when we stopped them on one of them before the half, thanks to our defense. But, no, we thought that could have swung the game because if they went down and scored any points at that point that it was going – to, and they had the ball at a half, that that's where momentum could absolutely swung. And that's the kind of coaching we've mentioned how, um, you know, can lead us to losses that we've seen over the last two years and we've seen this season that Nick Hill gets a little too cute in those situations. He said analytics played into it and such. He talked about it after the game, said it wasn't ideal. But, no, your thoughts on your thoughts on it because you said to me and it, it does make sense you can go for it, just the play call was whack because, like I said, it happened a little bit maybe too fast, but your overall thoughts on that and everything else that stuck out to this game and I guess overall and your final thoughts.
1: Yeah, definitely, I mean, we, a lot of the times I I really like what Nick Hill's aggressiveness to go for it on some of the occasions, but it's just the play call, it really just looked like almost, I mean, not very, the outside guys didn't get a great release, it almost looked like they were trying to get him off sides and it was maybe stabbed. Not sure. Um, but incomplete. I mean, if you pin them deep, I mean the way your defense was playing and getting after their quarterback, who knows if he doesn't, we get a strip sack inside our 10 yard line, be able to punch it in or get another pick off pick or there. We saw their punter in this game. He's, he's worse than ours. So that shows you how bad he is. So uh, he, he, who knows what happens there if you pin them deep inside their zone. But yeah, obviously a lot of, a lot of positives in this game got to see our offense against finally a team that doesn't have a a really good defense other than outside of Western and even Murray a couple times had, had some good plays, but um, the bad, the bad in this play. I mean, the, I mean, only seeing 20 once was really great. That's awesome. Uh, The bad, your kicking situation still isn't good enough to win a championship. So at this point, that's not fixable this off season because, uh, or fixable this season. So that's just going to be, is what it is. Hopefully other parts uh, penalties was great. I mean, only having two clean some things up. We did have the bad snap um, ended up, we ran for 200 yards, but with the bad snap minus 32 for 20 rushing, Uh, got to clean some things up, but overall just a dominating performance by, uh, what we think is a team that can make a run if all goes well. And they play I mean, if they play at this level, I mean, I don't expect eight to 13 on third down conversions every week, but, um, got to clean that up and get better. I mean, keeping your level head because it got chippy at times guys talking smack, but, um, they did their thing and got it done.
0: I'm glad you mentioned the missed kicks, which is a big part of this. It's been a big part of the season. It's been the the problem with the special teams because we've said before, and the and the coaches have reiterated. Our special teams unit is great. Gavin McGraw has done a uh, her McGraw. I'd say Gavin McGraw. I think it's a sing off the top of my head, but uh, Coach McGraw has done a wonderful job. And yes, it's either because it was happened on the kick, maybe it was. You know, it's it's the little things that you look away. You think everything's going to go fine, and the next thing you know, people gasp and something bad happens. So that was the kick, a little bit for Jake. Uh, Whether that's a bad hold, bad snap, it's funny because we talk about Nick Baker and a lot of cons we have of him. But then we, you know, sometimes it is a bad hold. He's been doing it his whole career. It seems like maybe it was on that, or maybe it was on Ross or it was just Jake missing. So it's kind of a little bit of everything of the view that we had, We couldn't really tell. And like I said, it happened so fast. you just expected to go well. And then on the punt, like I said, I don't even know if it went over Torney's head or not, or just pass him, if it was on him for not paying attention, or it was Ross over his head. We know that happened at Incarnate Word last year, and it happened here. So Ross maybe didn't have his best game, but our defense held in that situation. But you're 100% right. Kicking game for sure is not good enough to win a title. You Almost like you have to just score touchdowns that will. And if you get to that point and you're fighting for a championship, then you know all is you know all is out the window to that point in terms of what you need to what you definitely need to win. you're you're writing house money at that point, which is kind of what we're doing from here on out. There was kind of pressure in this game to win at home and everything else against the team you're better than. But now you're playing with house money moving forward to where that can even, as you you know, as you alluded to, just offense sustaining that. Cause it is capable of that. And hopefully that it can remain against again, you're going in as the underdog and we'll talk about more of this game at the end of the week coming up, but it's definitely going to be a doozy for sure. With a, a tough trip ourselves, some housekeeping things real fast. We mentioned all the players played: Barola, Bohannik, uh Chase Evans and Derek Harden all played. Uh, got to see guys after that. You mentioned, Noah, Jimmy Athens was not dressed on the thing. We're talking about how maybe some freshmen or other guys, there was some, some freshmen or hurt players that were sitting in the stands, uh, in this game, like they're not allowed on the field due to playoff rules. We saw David Miller. We saw somebody sitting up near us. We saw Peyton Missouri sitting with family. So there's some others maybe that we didn't see. We saw some great alumni, Zabion Furkron, Avante Cox were there, some others. Uh, so those kind of things. So they definitely have the rules in place with playoffs. And so not a whole lot of people can be there. Um, Overall, Nick Baker, according to Luke Martin, the stats sustain, and he actually, of course, passes on the total, whether that ends up being on the overall stats at the end of his career. Nick Baker did pass Joel Zimburski in touchdowns. He officially holds every single record. And then quickly here, we mentioned on the off the rip, what Nichols had to go through after the fact, they had a very long plane delay that was up to a full day, 24 hours, knowing our hometown here in Marion and, and that airport that they flew in and out of. Devastation. I mean, um, it was brought to our attention. It was known that Nick Hill and some of his staff members said Antonio James and others went to give them drinks because the Wimps County Airport over there is not very big, and if you have a whole football team on there, it's not ideal. But no, what was the situation that happened with their with their plane and driver and everything else? Kind of crazy because again, it took a whole day before they're able to get out of here.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just another example 1 million point 2 of the NCAA and just some of the stuff the NCAA does really doesn't care about the student athletes and just unfortunate of the situation of apparently the pilot ran off the runway and I guess that's a calls for an automatic drug test and I mean for a drug test to take I guess for them to get another pilot to take 24 hours that's pretty crazy I get it's a small airport but surely you can get a one from St. Louis or the nearest I would get here before 24 hours just it's just a very un, unfortunate but them getting back I mean coming off a of, uh getting shut out 35 nothing in a playoff game but um it just shows you that a lot of people I mean there was a guy that his name was Sean uh works at Midwest Aviation here at the airport. He stayed with them all 24 hours and did anything they needed. So just people like that in this community, we talk about it a lot, just shows, and a lot of people help. And I think uh, one of their parents got them, probably helped out with Nick Hill, and everybody here, I think they got fed 17th Street at some point yesterday. So just a long process, just shows you. That down here, I mean, down down here in the FCS, not a lot of teams have the money and stuff like that. So spending 24 hours in the airport, I've never done it, but I could only imagine, especially an airport that size.
0: Yeah, the football team. We saw pictures. Everyone was posting about it.
1: Their AD was talking about it as well. Their football team was
0: retweeting all the players talking about it. I mean, it was it was a travesty. And you mentioned they, as they should, they should drug test if something feels off with a pilot. As expected, we weren't sure what was going on at the start of it, but then those details started to come out. So, yes, especially after a 35-0 loss, no doubt about it, a long flight home that you don't want to experience any of that, let alone a whole day, is ridiculous. So we wanted to talk about it because it was notable. Salt in the wound for those guys as their season ended, but they were all joyous when they got back, as they should. They were posting about stuff earlier today and late last night. So that's pretty much where we'll end with the – Drubbing of a first-round playoff game that was 35-0. to zero. On to the next one. We'll sneak peek it at the very end quickly. There is our coaching network, a football coach community, defensive coordinator of the week. That is our own Antonio James. He talked about how on top of the playoff shutout, they had four sacks, seven tackles, lost two interceptions. Coach of the week, Antonio James, good for coach. We know he's done an incredible 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 job he deserves to be one of the top coaches in the whole fcs if they had those kinds of side awards which they might very well at the end but no let's let's segue into what we mentioned earlier didn't say off the rip is the all-conference awards um we had let's see six representatives there was a lot of people a lot of good players in this league and the best league as we know three officially and then there are two officially then there's four um uh honorable mentions dive into those and then we'll talk about maybe who missed and maybe we'll touch on around the country of who officially made it as well but who are the ones for the salukis that got these end of season awards
1: yeah first team obviously uh the best db in the country pj Jules gets on the first team uh second team um i mean just another solid season we knew he was capable of it but linebacker branson combs um just another great year for him Then honorable mentions had some had several here, but starting with obviously cam bowdrey, Mark Davis, DJ Johnson Then all purpose was Vincent Davis. So, um, really good scene. I mean, I think Nick Hill mentioned a little bit in his presser about there's not a better tandem at corner out on the outside than Mark Davis and DJ. I do agree with that, but, uh, cam getting some, getting some mention that he deserves because he's great in the middle. Um, then, obviously, Vincent, all the purpose does surprise me a little bit because uh, he doesn't – I mean, kickoff-wise, and he didn't punt return. So, I, I get he receives and he rushes a little bit and does all that stuff, but kind of caught me surprised by him being all-purpose.
0: Yeah, and his team at Isaiah Hartrup was disappointed in him not being on here, and we were kind of going back to see, okay, is that a – that's not a shot at his teammate. It's a shot at the league for not putting him in – I mean, if you go look at the first team members, clearly, you know, we expected Deontay to be on this. He clearly was not for reasons, but you have Jaden Yonke, Sam Cheney from Northern Iowa, and Raylan Sharper of, of Missouri State who actually just entered the portal today. So you you're not going to get over those guys and the other guys, you know, Bryce Oliver of Youngstown, as we know, Illinois State receiver, we know him and then Bo Belquist from North Dakota. Like these guys were studs this year and who's to say Isaiah wasn't. He did have about 60 more yards and. Then Vincent, and he had, I think, a couple more or less catches. I don't have it in front of me, but he did have six touchdowns on the season. So maybe he did get snubbed. I mean, it's one thing to tweet about, the fact that there's a lot of other great players. And because Vincent, he is in as a receiver, but, yeah, he is all-purpose. I mean, I'm not sure. what He also – he returned 21 kickoffs for 438 yards and 20 on average. So I'd say that's, you know, pretty good amongst the conference. You know, we know there's other good kicker turners. Some people don't even – you know, bring the ball out, but some do, and Vincent did. So, you know, shout out to him. I remember predicting. It's crazy how you kind of predict some of these things. I just remember saying that he would – but I I did say I think it's a full receiver. I don't fully remember. I might have said all purpose or something. So, I actually got that right in some sense of him making it or being on something. And then Branson, I just remember saying how conference season, he was my breakout conference candidate because he did not seem like he was himself in the non-conference. So, he did it. You know, definitely establish himself and live up to all conference uh, this past season and everything. He was second uh, he's second on the team in tackles, fourth in Missouri Valley in pass breakups as a linebacker. So we know that season that he had and the things he's able to do. They definitely rightfully gave it to Cam because he led one of the top uh, rush defense in the country, and he had the stats to back it up starting every game. Cam has been an unsung hero uh, of this team over his career in the last couple of years. And then, yes, our corners, no doubt about it showed up this season they didn't get thrown at all that much i mean they were tied with one another for second in the valley and passes defended with 10 mark himself was tied for third in the valley and in interceptions uh and dj had that same amount as well dj got his last one in his last game and mark davis was a red zone interception machine so they were all valuable in their own ways so shout out to all six of our guys being on here obviously three of them on top or four of them on top of that amazing defense that we had this year as we know no, quickly we had some new offers over the. Which, by the way, the there will be I think newcomer and all that stuff. Nick Hill said that they were going to be on I think on Wednesday. So leading into the matchup at the end of the week, we'll have maybe some more uh, for some more Salukis that'll come up with other things. Uh, no, we had we've had some new offers lately, especially some guys who have recently entered the portal since their own respective seasons have ended. What are those? And then we'll round this thing out.
1: Yeah, uh, one was a. He's a grad transfer defensive back from the University of Penn. Uh, Shiloh Means, really good F- FCS midseason All-American, first team All-Ivy League, really good player. One year of eligibility left for him. August Salvati, uh, defensive end from Kilgore College, has two years. He's a mid. He's a December transfer. Then uh, a grad transfer, two years of eligibility, 6'3", 210-pound um, wide receiver from Tuft. Uh, University, uh, Jaden Richardson, which he's blowing up now. Don't, don't expect him here because right after we offered him the next three offers, University of Washington, Liberty, and today, Wisconsin. So um, he's out of reach already. No doubt. And a lot of these
0: guys are, I mean, yeah, Murray State linebacker entering, guys like that, that we're already in touch with, especially at certain positions, but uh, it's just one that are notable guys that are already posting about us. You're right. It's, it's us. And then it's TCU or, or sorry, Washington. And it's, it's teams like that, That, uh, yeah, you, you, they will definitely be out of reach, but it's good to show the interest if you're their first offer out of the portal, it means you care. So that they always keep that in mind with some of these guys for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll dive in more of those ads. Obviously this week rolls on into of course the offseason. season, always the ones that stick out to us the most. And then Noah, dive into quickly the other matchups that happened. The Valley did really well outside of one team, and then we'll – I said round this thing out, but we will officially round this thing out. Let's talk about quickly the games that happened in round one.
1: Yeah, obviously there were some pretty good games. Uh, Mercer beat Gardner-Webb 17-7, so they move on to take on the Jack Robits. Youngstown destroys Duquesne 40-7. They move on to play Villanova in a good matchup. Richmond takes care of business against NC Central, which they were down in, but they end up winning 49-27. They move on to play Albany. Uh, Delaware comes back and beats Lafayette 36-34. Now they get to travel out to Montana. Chattanooga upsets Austin P 24-21 on a game-winning field goal. Uh, They move on to play Furman. Then, obviously, North Dakota State 66-3 over Drake. Expected then the game of the weekend. 42-35, 42-35, Sac State goes on the road to beat North Dakota, the only Valley team to lose this weekend. They move on to see South Dakota.
0: It a great conference matchup with those with those rivals. And, yeah, we predicted Sacramento State. So North Dakota kind of limped into the playoffs themselves. Uh, Delaware-Lafayette, tremendous game. Richmond pulled away from NC Central. Uh, Chattanooga upsetting Austin Peay. That was definitely something. We both predicted Austin Peay to move on. And then North Dakota State, they had like a, what, a – 30-something up to forties point spread. And then, yeah, Youngstown took care of business. So most of the teams took care of business leading into these next matchups. We'll be sure to cover them at the end of the week because there are some really good ones. And definitely North Dakota State, Montana State is one to watch out for. Uh, Nick Presser so far – or today, some tidbits. He was asked a lot about Idaho, but he was asked also a lot about other things specifically. And even after the game, we mentioned about – mentioned about Zach Barola, he said specifically on him that he they thought he was out for the year but then he wants to play and they're letting him play and he said he'll get surgery after as well. So some other things that we'll take away near the end of the week for sure. Uh, and then obviously the fourth rated or the fourth ranked Idaho Vandals, we will talk about them at the end of the week. Of course, they are dynamite team. They have a lot of facets. Nick was asked about them today. Dual threat quarterback another great running back the full thing that we've known about them as they've been a new back in the uh, big sky with those other great teams, they will be really tough to handle this Saturday on an ESPN two and nine o'clock game. We'll talk about it at the end of the week, excited for it. Dogs are want to know in the playoffs, moving on to the next round. We couldn't be any more excited and we'll talk to you guys at the end of the week. So for Nick Malone, no lurch as always it on the playoffs, go tops.